0: Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you. All the way live from my soul, Renegade Sound Studios right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. I hope everyone is doing well out there. This guy is feeling much better knowing that it's warming up here in Minneapolis and, uh, you know, spring and summer are just around the corner. That makes me so happy. But enough about that. Let's get into this episode. My guest this week is Loz Campbell. She's a 22 year old, badass guitar player, great songwriter, great singer, Fronting her band out in the UK. She's originally from Yorkshire. Uh, out in the UK, and when I caught up with her, she's been on the road. She didn't even know where she was. I love it. I love when touring, you know, just kind of does its thing, and, and you really don't know where exactly you're at. That's such a... <laughs> it's a real thing. Anyhow, I was taken back by her brand new single, which is called Bad Girl. She has this swagger, this this confidence, you know, and and of course the attitude, the rock and roll kind of thing. And then you talk to her and, uh, man, she's just down to earth. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Check this out. My conversation with the one and only Roz Campbell. And here we are. I am with the one, the only, all the way from, where are you right now, actually? (laughs)
1: <laughs> where am I? Good question. I don't even
0: know. <laughs> you don't even know where she is? She doesn't even know where she is. It's just not here and far away, across the pond oh, somewhere. Yeah, this
1: somewhere over the pond. It's not, it's not swimming full distance. <laughs> <not well>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this right here is Loz Campbell, and she is quite extraordinary. I've been listening to her quite a bit, uh, especially as of late, knowing that we had this interview coming up. And what's awesome is since I started doing this show again, Laz is the first female I've had on the show since uh, way back when uh, this whole thing started. So I'm really excited about this because I don't know if you know this or not, Laz, but a lot of the things that I do on this particular show is try to introduce people to acts that they, that they may not have uh, been exposed to yet or have heard yet. And this one right here, y'all is quite the up-and-comer, very, very much rock and very, very much a guitar player, and quite young. Man. Yeah, so it makes me kind of happy as a guitar player to see that uh, the future is in good hands. But I want to, enough about that. How are you doing? What's going on with you?
1: Just busy, busy gigging, you know. I've been down to London and played York last night and back out tomorrow night playing Blackpool. So it's just all all go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. How have the crowds been for you?
1: Pretty good because obviously now nobody's worried. Not a lot of people, should we say. I'm sure there are some people that are worried, but, you know, about COVID. Because before Christmas, we still had to test and stuff over here. Sure. You know, but now it's pretty much open, so you can just. Roam about,
0: just go we are and do free it. to
1: roam.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. Well, let's just get you know started with uh, you know you coming up because you are you are twenty two is what I find out. For a right? couple more days, yeah. <laughs> For a couple more days, which is awesome. Where did you get your start? How did you get your start?
1: I was playing up mic nights when I was about thirteen, fourteen. So on a Fantastic. Tuesday night at the pub down the road.
0: Sure. We used to have, uh, you
1: know open mic nights and we'd all be buzzing at school because we got to stay out late on a school night and go to this pub and like sniff beer not drink it just sniff it
0: <laughs> right right
1: but yeah that's where I got my buzz for you know for performing from originally I think just because I loved playing music with my mates and like we'd learn a song after school and then just go and play it and um, and then from there, I started playing a couple of local festivals. And one of the festivals funded my first EP. And I ended up getting quite a lot of gigs from, you know, the material that I, I recorded with that funding. And then it kind of just kept going from there. You know how it is. You make contacts. There are no other contacts. And, of course. And here we are. <laughs> and here
0: we are. Here we are, she's gigging away, she's touring away, and that's that's fantastic. I, I definitely want to touch on this. The fact that you are so young, right? And, you know, just listening to your music, you're wise beyond your years. Oh, I'm gonna put you. it that way, right? <laughs> because I hear a ton of influences, and I guess, I'll tell you what, let's go here first, because I, we're gonna touch on that for sure. What drove you to to wanting to play guitar? Because you're quite accomplished with it. You're really, really good.
1: Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, Where did you discover it? How did you discover it? And what made you want to play?
1: Um, Guitar was sort of always around. I think there's a, a picture of me at a very young age dressed in an Incredibles outfit. You know, the Incredibles. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: I used to love that. So there, there is, a, and I'll have to dig this picture out, but there's a picture of me, probably about five years old, holding an electric guitar with my Incredibles suit on. Um, but I couldn't play it at the time. I just thought, well, this is cool. And like, as a five-year-old kid, you don't know what it is, but you're posing with it, and, you know, it's weird. But, um, yeah, guitars were always sort of around. Nobody played them in the house, but... You know, my, my parents were heavily into rock music and we'd go to gigs and stuff from a very young age. Um, so I guess it was always there. But, I mean, the main thing was I was playing in an orchestra, going up there every Saturday morning and playing. And in the room next door, there was a guitar ensemble. And okay. I always just think, "Wow, they look like they're having so much more fun than us.
0: Right, right. So
1: I joined that. And made a lot of friends there, and you played a few concerts and stuff. And um, but really, my that was really classical sort of music. So that's how you know you say how you seem like you've got the hang of the guitar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That
1: comes from that sort of training.
0: So, so you are you are trained. You're class. You're classically trained.
1: Yeah, classical trained. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done done all the grades, um, but rock music that was sort of came about in my early teens when I started to listen to Soundgarden and Nirvana. And I remember there's one Christmas that stuck in my head actually when he, I opened the Nirvana CD. Right. And I was right. Like, wow, I love this. Right. And then, I, you know, quickly after that, I found out that Kirk Bernhoff is obviously dead and, uh, you know, it's awful when you find that music when you're a teenager and you're
0: thinking, "Wow, I would love to see these. Oh, wait a second. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's interesting to hear you say that because here you are, 22, almost 23, and I'm remembering the day that he died. I remember yeah. being in high school and just going, like, I mean, he was, you know, essentially the voice of, of, of this particular generation, and to have that just taken from you and just seeing people like... Seriously, you know, especially when you're when you're growing up and you're you're in high school and you're you're a teenager and somebody like that goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw people just just shook and it was uh it was really incredible. So what I find interesting about this is how music especially for for you it kind of transcends time, right? It's yeah, timeless. Yeah, yeah. So here you are, you know, several years later after he's gone, and you're, for the first time, discovering his music and going, oh, wow, this is cool. Yeah,
1: crazy and set.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So I guess this is a good way to go ahead and, and jump over here because, yeah, if you guys have not heard Laws, y- you need to, in my opinion, and this is just my my take on this, she has a very... Very hard rock inside. It's it's awesome. Very much guitar driven. Just kick ass rock and roll. There's a side of her that does touch on those influences or those uh, groups that she uh, that she mentioned, you know, Soundgarden and Nirvana. And for me, I'm catching a bit of like PJ Harvey in there.
1: You okay, know? yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I that saw, yeah, a little
0: bit of PJ Harvey, even a little bit of 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 garbage. You're kind of updating that that you know '90s type sound, which is really cool.
1: Hopefully, there's another wave coming then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're leading the charge as far as I'm concerned. So I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. Tell me about discovering that kind of music and what kind of drove you to uh, to uh, going in a in a much more rock direction.
1: Um. I mean, I was always into my heaviest stuff throughout my teens, um, but then I always mixed it with things like garbage and Skunk and And I really like um, melodic music, so even instrumental stuff. Um, I think there's a guitarist called David Mimic, something okay. like that. And he plays really melodic stuff. Um, but I'm also heavily into the blues. Yeah. So, like, uh, Job on Joe Matter, So I've got loads of different influences that have kind of all just gone into a pot right. and then come out like a, a new baby, I guess. But
0: um, No, well, that's awesome to hear because this is one of the things that I pick up from your music, right? So, granted, yes, I hear your influences as far as, you know, like we were talking, you know, Soundgarden, Nirvana, stuff like that. But as a guitar player, I'm hearing other things, too like that 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 blues influence for example you know yeah. that's definitely you know present in there and what's kind of cool about it is is you having the angst right like of of you know the rock and roll there's a bit of a swagger that you have and it's it's so it's so appealing <laughs> 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 it's so oh, appealing dear. it's so cause it's it's a throwback but it's not but you have to, you're like you're exhibiting this confidence and here you are just this young woman who's just kicking ass on the guitar and you know just doing your thing the video there is a uh, <laughs> there is a video for There's her video. latest single will you tell me what your latest single is called
1: okay And the last single
0: is called Bad Girl. Oh, okay. So here we go. So Bad Girl, (laughs) Little Miss Swagger over here, right? Little Miss Swagger and Bad Girl. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about this single and about this video. Because I thought it was, again, this was my introduction to laws. And it was this video, and it was this song, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing the deep dive, man. This is this is it. So, you know, <laughs> tell us a little bit about this. Uh, explain to the listeners and everybody else who you are.
1: Who I am.
0: Who you are and who you are in this video. How did that that all come about?
1: Well, I guess I'm a bot
0: girl. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Apparently, she's so, a
1: bad But I mean, this single... Um, I actually wrote the chorus for this verse, so, you know, the I'm a bad girl lyrics, and and then the verse really jumps around the fact of, you know, how I have been treated like a bad girl, just because, you know, people see you on stage and think, well, like like you've just said, swagger and confidence and the bravado, I guess. But underneath that, you know, I am just a normal... Girl, at the end of the day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not not always bad, and you know, um, it is very much I think like an ego, like a little suit of armor that you put on the the bad girl. So, but you know, I mean, it was a lot of fun to make the the single and the video, um, because I could really get into that, you know, like sort of step the... into my alter ego, and sure. I really did enjoy that and um, you know riding motorbikes and stuff through the video because the funny thing was I did a shoot last year a photo shoot and I did it on my motorbike and people were saying oh can she even ride that <laughs> so I was like right I'm gonna show you so I nice um, but yeah we, we just had a load of fun and you know there's a little kissing scene in there as well and of course, I had to get that in
0: there. <laughs> of course, because she's a bad girl, you see, this is and that's it. what bad girls do—is have kissing <laughs> scenes I and know. motorcycles in their videos, <laughs> man. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's great. I had to ask you because you kind of brought something up. You were talking about this big suit of armor, being the bad girl, having the confidence, and 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 doing that. Now, in rock and roll, in music in general, have you found it more difficult to be in? the music industry the music biz rock and roll as a female do you see is there is there much of a difference in there between uh how the females are 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 treated as opposed to the fellas
1: this is a tricky question (laughs) um it's not something i really like to talk about because i think um for me, in rock music, there's always been females. Like, you know, we're talking Pat Benatar, and Jeff. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, for me to sit here in this modern world that we live in and start preaching about females in rock just feels a little bit too late. I mean, it's been done. It's been done and it's been done well. So I am just following in already trodden footsteps, you know what I mean? And full credit to those ladies, because I'm sure it was a hell of a lot um, harder in those sure. days. Um, there are certain times, you know, where, say, for example, you are the only female on the bill. And, you you know, you walk into a place, you don't know anybody. And, um, you know, mainly a few comments from sound engineers that I've had in the past. You know, drummer, bass player, singer, who plays guitar? <laughs> well, me. You know what I mean. So it's just silly things like that. But right. you know, it's, it's stereotypes. I think, and not it's, it's not meant in a mean way. It's just obviously not something we're used to.
0: Sure. I guess. So so I guess with that said, you know, do you do you feel that? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know that somebody has has lit that fire under you to uh, to kind of show them to kind of like you know. But you don't think I can play? You don't think I can sing? Let me show you. You, you know, you get yeah, that. Yeah,
1: no, I, t- I totally love. I mean, it's not necessarily the singing side because obviously that is quite popular for um, you know ladies to front bands, um, sure. but for them to sling a guitar around the neck and and really play. Right. Is something I always aspired to be a good guitarist because I think as a lady, you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to know your equipment inside out, you know, because if one question comes up and you don't know the answer to it, right. Like, oh, right what input is it in this, you know, pedal board or whatever, and you don't know, sure. you can quickly make yourself look silly. So you've got to know everything. You've got to be confident with what you're doing. Um, You have got to be thick-skinned. You really have. Um, You know, it's not easy. And you've got to put up with the boy banter as well, which I'm totally used to now.
2: But, um,
1: (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, you know, it's... um, I wouldn't change it. I like like being a female in, in the rock scene, definitely.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, you're a breath of fresh air for sure. So right now we're going to go ahead and play Bad Girl from this bad girl. Laz Campbell, check this out.
2: Don't let my heart
0: Bad Girl from Laws Campbell. We have Laws right here, and wow! Wow! Well, there you go. You know, a lot of attitude in there, Laws. A lot of attitude. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at her, she's just smiling away, innocent as can be, but then you look at that video and you start scratching your head just a little bit. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Tell me about some more of these influences of yours. I want to know, actually... With these influences, where do you see yourself going? Where do you want to go in this in this uh, industry?
1: Well, we did talk at the start of the year about, you know, going heavier, which we have definitely done with a single. Um, but it's not to the point where we want to go, you know, ridiculously heavy. Um, because, you know, the stuff that we're getting together, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've got together and started writing some other stuff, and it's come out a little bit more bluesy, like his older stuff. Um, so we never want to force ourselves to go in one direction. You know, whatever comes out, I think it will be along the same lines. as like that hard rock bluesy sort of twang that we've got. <clears throat> but the main thing is the band that I've got now, you know, Steve and Tom, we're all drawing from quite similar... Influences, so the music's tighter because we're all pulling on, you know, the same string, shall we say.
0: One thing that I uh, definitely noticed in your music is your sense of melody, which is huge for me. Uh, And Mm -hmm. anybody that's listened to this show knows that I am a sucker for melody, I am a sucker (laughs) for, you know, just the big hooks. You know, as far as I'm concerned, song is king and melody makes the world go round. And yeah, you have that. And what, it, what makes your music appealing to a guy like me, aside from that bravado and swagger and, and, the, and the bad girl side, because <laughs> I'm a guy, that happens. But, but with that said, what's awesome is the fact that you, you're you not afraid to go a little heavy. You're not afraid to rock out. But along with 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 rocking out, what inspired you to write that particular way with the big melodies?
1: This is this is a good question. But I don't think well, I've never forced how I write. I never say I've got to write a big melody. I've got to write a good riff. I just write um and I think again that probably comes from the type of music that I like and I listen to. That you know, they have big choruses and big melodies, you know, you're talking like Blackstone Cherry with the heavy meaty riffs and the almost like pop chorus you right. know, on some of the songs. Um you know, delicate guitar parts that Skunk and have got, you know, layered up within their music and the, the really driving bass lines. Um, things, you know, bands like Korn that, you know, mine and drummers, one of mine and drummers' favourite bands, you know, the really heavy grooving, you know rhythms that they've got, and um, it's what we went into the studio when we recorded "Bad Girl." We went in and we said we want a song that makes you go, you know, for anyone that can't see what I'm doing, right? Just with the big,
0: <laughs> with the big, you know, the big head vibe, the big, you know, you you gotta move, you have oh, to yeah. move, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. Who are your influences when it comes down to songwriting?
1: Now, so when you say songwriters, my mind instantly goes to sort of acoustic more stripped back stuff because I think to really pull something away and the bare bones be exposed, that's what really makes a good songwriter. You can always beef something up as long as you've got that bass. So right. for me, instantly people that pop into my head are people like Damien Rice um Tori Amos. I know we're other end of the scale from what we've just been talking about but this is like all influence Um, I would say I would say on the more heavier side songwriting wise Hailstorm are quite an interesting band because when you look at their back catalogue and how they've changed the writing style it's quite interesting to see you know, how they used to write from the first album to what they're putting out today. The production is totally different. I think it is it's producers that you work with because that's the main thing that changed for us. We had the riffs and, and the melodies and everything, but the producer that we work with now, Tom Gittins, really just boosts that and pushes us even further. So I think a lot of credit has to be put... You know, a lot, I'm sure a lot of bands would say whoever they're working with Has pushed them that bit
0: further yeah so your record definitely if you look back on on your other ones this one is definitely just it's it's that step up as far as production goes but also as far as the sounds the tones the feel it's like you you came up with something really really strong hopefully all you guys that are listening out there are going to be checking this out because she's she's the real deal y'all I'm going to take a quick break from my conversation with the one and only Loz Campbell to tell you about Ted Vig pickups. That's right, Ted Vig pickups. I have them in all of my guitars. I swear by them. They are the secret to my tone. That is no joke. More and more players are discovering Ted Vig pickups and taking off that proverbial blanket off of their guitars, getting their instruments to sound as great as they can and for the guitars to come alive. If you are looking for the best in single coils, P90s, humbuckers, even bass pickups, Ted Vig pickups are your go-to. They are hand-wound in St. Paul, Minnesota by the master Ted Vig. Man, if you want to get the best out of your instrument, if you have that, that sound in your head of what your guitar should sound like, Ted Vig is your go to. So, with that said, www.vigguitars.com. That is www.vigguitars.com. And tell the notorious VIG, Mr. Ted Vig himself, that your buddy Ken Valdez sent you. Being that you're a female and you, you know, and you're so young. What would you tell younger females who are looking at doing music or even, you know, this particular style of music? What would uh, be some advice that you may give them?
1: Um, it's funny you should ask because I've, I've got um, a couple of girls that I teach guitar. Um wow, right on. So, yeah, and I've literally just had this conversation with one of them last week. Um, you've literally got to be on it. 24 7 like every day you know you can't just half-heartedly do it if you're gonna do it and you really want to give it a good shot you've got to put everything into it and um, whether that means you know missing out on going out with your friends um you know, going out with your family because you've got to do a gig at the other end of the country and you're gonna miss somebody's birthday. You've got to do it, you've got to put yourself first, you've got to be a very selfish character, um and motivated, um, thick skinned as we've mentioned before. Um and all I would say, if I could give any advice to to anybody going into the music scene is be prepared for a long, hard road, bumpy, you know, pebble stones, hail, hail yes. stones, everything. that <laughs> could be thrown at you. Make sure you get plenty of sleep now because you're not going to get any.
0: <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, let's let's go here then, because this sounds like a like a touring thing. What's a day in the life of, of touring with you, Roz? What's that like for you?
1: What's it like? Um, well, we all usually wake up pretty early anyway, even right. if, you know, we've had a late one. Because we're all, it seems to be that we're all early risers. Um, but our driver likes to get up rather early. And once he's up, like, everyone's up. Because it's just like, right, morning, guys.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> Get that coffee in you.
1: Yeah, this is it. So, yeah, we usually have a bit of banter in the morning, you know, a cup of coffee or whatever in bed, tea. Tea for me always. And, um, yeah, we usually scout out a bit of nice breakfast. What we like over here is a bit of Greg's sausage sandwich or something like that. Sure, sure. Another cup of tea, probably. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just all jump in the, the team bus, the banter wagon, and, uh, you know, banter all the way to the gig and yeah just basically that's what we're like we just we just laugh so much i mean when i come back you know from from gigging and and touring and stuff my my stomach hurts because we laugh that much it's you know what it's like it's tiring but it's fun it is real fun
0: absolutely so you know being on stage what's that experience like for you
1: um, it can be different, to be honest. Every night, like for example, London was very different to York this week.
0: Um, How so? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, for example, in London, you know, we didn't get a sound check. It was a festival, so it was like a line check. Yes. Um, and then you know what it's like. Your head sort of spinning, thinking, "Oh my god!" Like I had time to check this turn on my guitar or whatever. Um. You know, pray to the Lord that it'll sound all right when you go for it. (laughs) But um, whereas York, you know, we had a decent sound check and everything, you know, we knew everything was okay and such. But, yeah, I just felt a lot more relaxed that night in York. Just could really relax into the set. Um, But on stage, I mean, it feels a bit like, for me, being put in a tumble dryer.
0: Ah, wow, okay. And, uh,
1: like, being spun around. Because, you know, everything's sort of like, oh, pressing fast forward on, on the remote. It's like, whoa, it's done, you know.
0: Yeah, right, right. But, it's I mean, like, I guess within within that time, because, well, you guys are a trio, if I remember correctly, right? We are,
1: but we have just added um, a second guitarist, Alice. Oh. She's going to be joining us on, on some, you know, tours this year.
0: Another Festival. female? Is that? Did I hear that right? Yeah. Wow. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's always so cool. or At least for me, you know, and I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm not alone in this, but to see the females owning it on stage and especially you, because you know, you're, you're the front person of the band. You know, this is, <laughs> your name is, is right on top there. Right. Oh, yeah. It's so refreshing to see that, especially in rock and roll, is especially uh, making the music that you're making. So, yeah, and now you're adding another female guitar player. So good on you. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's lovely to have another girl, you know, not only on the road, but on stage, it's, you know, to look over and, and, you know, just get a little nod or whatever, you know, just it's kind of like a fist bump moment, but with your eyes. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes. Oh, that's so cool, though. Being a female front person, do you find it, you know, more challenging to win over the crowd or is it a little bit easier? Is it like, you know, uh, how do you go about doing that?
1: Depends what crowd it is. For example, I think I touched on it a bit earlier, but like, say, for example, if it's a a lineup where you've got other female fronted bands, the audience is going to be... So we say, are already used to that sort of sound. They're going to be fans of that, you know, this type of music. Um, Whereas you might go and play, like we have done in the past, with, um, you know, all-male bands. And, yeah, you do have to win them over. And I have felt pressure in the past. Not because we're not as good, just because we're different. Right. And sometimes people don't like different. They just want to listen to the same thing. And I know some people who, you know, who haven't even listened to us have just said, oh, well, I only really like male voices in rock. And it's like, well, that's fair enough. But, um, you know, I mean, me personally, I think that every female band, you know, are musician or whatever that I listen to, like I said before, you have to push yourself to be different. Um, all the the bands that I know that are either fronted by females or, or have females in have a little bit of a different edge, and I'm not being uh, biased. They just bring something else to the table because you have to. Right. Um, because if you tried to be like the lads, I don't think it would work. So you've got to kind of carve your own path.
0: I love that. So tell me about carving your own path. What does that mean to you?
1: To me, I just do whatever I want, basically. Whatever I enjoy. Meaning Ride
0: motorcycles, kiss dudes on a video set, and then rock out, right? I, no. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, Bad girl. I don't, I don't really think about how do I carve my own path. I just do it. And it's just like, if you like me, fair enough, and if you don't, whatever, you know what I mean? So, you know, we can't please everybody. And there, right. there will be people that will never, ever, ever listen to us because we, you know, because we were fronted by me or whatever. You know, right. I don't care, but I'm sure, like, secretly, they probably do like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. So with that said... We're going to go ahead and listen to another song here called Back Biting the Bullet. Before we do that, though, can you tell us a little bit about this song?
1: Yeah, so I said I'd never write about, you know, heartbreak or boys or whatever, but I did. And this is my <laughs> first heartbreak. Um, so basically, it's about going back to somebody that's no good for you, basically.
0: Oh, wow. Well, there you have it. And this is called Back Biting the Bullet.
2: Every shiver every shake every face and I've replaced, every momentary I close I see your smile
0: Back biting the bullet, lots Campbell, lots of guitars, lots of rock and roll, and I want to ask you, touring. I don't know what it's like right now. I guess out there because uh, we're trying to figure out how to do what we were doing before uh, COVID is concerned.
1: It's pretty much normal now here, to be honest with you. Uh, I know some people wearing masks at gigs, um, but the majority aren't. Um, you know, some people taking tests before and such. You know, probably a good idea. But yeah, I mean, for us it's it's going, you know, it's just it's,
0: business as usual.
1: It really is. And in the past few weeks have definitely felt like we've just zoomed back two years, literally. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. So I mean in in regards to, you know, touring elsewhere, you know, outside of the UK. We'd love to, and we definitely love to come to the states. It's on our to-do list.
0: Well, let's um, yeah, let's let's make that happen. Let's go, let's go do some shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would honestly love to. And um, a lot of people have said, you know, you should just go out there for six months and and just give it a shot. Um, sure. But yeah, hopefully at some point, it's just um, it's a long way to swim.
0: I think people out here would absolutely love what you're doing. I really believe that. And especially with these two songs that we played, I'm certain that you would do quite well out here. So there you well, go. Well,
1: we shall see. Wish yeah, on the yeah.
0: We'll we'll, we'll we'll make that happen for sure. Yeah. So we're getting uh, down to the end here. And normally what I like doing here is just kind of throwing, you know, big rapid fire questions at you. So top of your head kind of thing, right? Favorite guitar players, top three.
1: Slash, Joe Bonamassa and Joanne Shaw Taylor. Wow.
0: Very good. Very good favorite bands top 3
1: Motley Crue Guns N' Roses Skunk N' Pancé
0: Okay if you could tour with anybody right now who would it be
1: Probably Metallica
0: Oh ah, very good
1: Yeah very
0: yeah. good wow I
1: just think those shows would be mega Yeah
0: yeah Yeah, yeah. oh for sure for sure and finally, if there was one song you wish that you wrote, what would it be?
1: Well, oh, that is difficult. That is a really difficult one. All the songs have just disappeared out of my brain.
0: Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> I'm actually really curious because again, I'm I'm fa- I'm fascinated with your sound. No joke.
1: Probably have to say a top three.
0: Okay, I'm That's down with that. Right. Let's go there.
1: Right. Okay. So, I'm gonna say Night Train.
0: GNR. I'm R- taking. Tign- obviously, yep.
1: yeah. Um, Charity, Skunk Nancy. and Going to Hell. Pretty Reckless.
0: Wow. Wow. So there you go, man. Where can people find you, Laws?
1: Um, everywhere. So, if you go on the website, that's probably the best bet. So, www.lawscampbellmusic.co.uk. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Just type in Laws Campbell, you'll find us.
0: She's fantastic, everybody, and I urge you all to go check out her music, go check out her social media, and man, uh, yeah, you are awesome for you know just carrying on the you know the big rock and roll the big uh, the big hooks the big melodies and obviously your guitar playing this is the bad girl right here the (laughs) not so bad but no it's all up in the air right the the jury's out on this one (laughs) it's all yeah we're on the fence (laughs) we're on the fence bad girl right here yeah 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 yeah. this is Laz Campbell everybody thank you so much for hanging out with me Laz I appreciate it
1: yeah cheers thank you Right, there you have it.
0: Another episode done. I want to thank my special guest this week, the one and only Ms. Laws Campbell. Go check her out on her socials, go check out her website, and by all means, go check out her music. If you can catch her live, do that too. She's a good one. Real young. The future's in good hands if it's in the hands of those like Laws. I'm also asking you to go check out my website, www.canvaldez.com. Over there, you can find information on my music as well as information on this podcast. And, of course, there's some links to my socials, and I'd love to hear from all of you. So, by all means, go over there, visit me, write me something. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. If you enjoy the show and you want to keep guests like Laws coming on, keep the wheels on the bus moving forward, Go visit me at Venmo. My Venmo handle is at Ken Valdez. Every little bit helps. A little love goes a long, long way. Well, there you go, everybody. Until next time. Be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye. I gotta get to a
2: place. Don't look at me, don't judge me. Because every-